0: Everyone had a good weekend. The Bears certainly did. Yeah, they lost their tenth in a row. They
1: showed a little feistiness on defense. You know, I didn't. I, full disclosure: I just did not zero in on that game a ton yesterday. Yerk. I know you did. You and Peggy did post game. But the Bears are the winners of the day uh, as they get the number one overall pick. Uh, the Texans coaching staff—it sounds like knew that they were getting fired. They're a complete dysfunctional mess. It's back-to-back years where they're hiring one-and-done coaches. Uh, They they don't know which way they're going, but that's their problem. But Lovey was like, well, I'm playing to win, and why not? Good for Lovey. And he did a favor to his former team. Uh, This was the play to uh, bring it within one. Ultra prevent defense on
2: fourth and 20. Mills buying some time, fires towards the end zone, and it is caught. Oh, my word. Improbable.
1: Aikens on a 28-yard touchdown. Texans were losing. It was fourth and 20. And then the defensive back almost got his hands on it and just mistimed his jump. And somehow the Texans get within a point and then Lovey's like, F it. Who will pick first in the draft? Mills to the end zone. It's caught. Akins and the Houston Texans have retaken the lead. (laughs) Unbelievable. So the Bears are really the winners of the day, Yurko. Uh, With the number one overall selection, Yurko's also crunching some of the cap numbers. We've known it for a while. They're going to have more money than anybody. I mean, the disparity between the Bears and the next closest team
3: is rather large. Yeah, Atlanta's the next closest team. With how much, bud? You, uh, the Bears have 119 yeah. available next year, and uh, Atlanta has 68. Wow. There's some teams that are in real now, bad shape. Well, of course, there always are, Yurk. I, I would think. Are the Rams one of them? Rams are in bad shape, but not horrific shape. Okay, all right. They're in bad shape, but not horrific. Okay. The horrific teams are the Saints. Saints are a, a kind of a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Ne- negative forty-five million for their top fifty-one players. Uh, ouch. Tampa Bay Bucks negative forty-three million. The Jaguars negative nineteen million. Mm, yeah. yeah. Their average age is twenty-six point two four. Of their roster, the Bears twenty five point nine seven. Bears had one of the youngest in the league, right? Yeah. this year. Giants were twenty five point
1: six two. The Giants making the playoffs. Yeah, three one two three three two ESPN. Let's breeze through some more phone calls. Let's go to let's see who's been waiting a little bit here. Let's go to Mike in Lincoln Square. What's up, Mike? Hi, guys. Thanks for taking the call. You got it.
2: Um, I have a question based on something Tom Waddle said last week. Um, his observation on um, Claypool was. He's a guy that goes up and competes for the ball. He doesn't get open. And he said there are quarterbacks who prefer to throw to guys who are open, which makes sense. Mm. But his point was he's not sure if Fields is the guy who can throw to a spot where it's supposed to be. I
4: know.
2: And so my question is, what if the Bears decide, for whatever reason, Fields is not their guy,
0: and they and they shop him around? What do they get for? him? Do they get a one? Do they get something more?
3: Excellent question, I think excellent the, question, Mike. The, the fortunate thing is with everybody, and I don't think NFL people do, but with the world over loving the ability of Justin Fields to run, get a first for him, maybe you might be able to do that. I, yes, I, I would think so.
1: That's a good point, Mike. Maybe, maybe, uh, and, and it's not that I don't know if Justin can't. We just don't know that he has a willingness. That's been our biggest criticism and critique of Justin Fields is that. The great quarterbacks in this league understand that guys aren't wide open in the NFL. Right, this isn't college, mm-hmm. and if you don't throw it into tight windows,
3: you are not going to succeed. Claypool ran by his defensive back yesterday, and the ball was grotesquely underthrown. Yeah, I remember. And I the think guy I did. Did he get intercepted? I believe that was a play that maybe a got intercepted. Yeah, but that ball was good. I mean, Claypool had to stop. Wait and try to reach back. He still had a little momentum going down the field, try to reach back and make a play on it. The defender recovered because the ball was sore underthrown. Yeah. But Claypool did get by a guy yesterday and he was running wide open down the middle of the field. There you go. And the quarterback didn't get him the damn ball. So I do think he has an ability to maybe get past people. I think he's quick, though, to be frustrated when things aren't working well. Yeah, he's on tilt a lot here. Yeah, he you can get see the see tilt it.
1: real quick. And that's no good. Maybe you need to play some music for him. Maybe. Do whatever. You traded to now the 32nd overall pick for him. Do whatever. He is a great combination of size, speed, and strength. There's a lot of talent there. And I will continue to go back to his rookie year. And maybe it's foolish, but I, I don't think you pop 12 touchdowns on accident in this league. There's talent, uh, 11. I think he had 11 total touchdowns. He had nine receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns as a rookie in Pittsburgh. I, I have a hard time believing that that's, a, that's an accident. Now, maybe it will ultimately be the outlier year, whatever. They found a, some clever ways to scheme him open and to use him in the run game and some jet sweep stuff. And he just used his, his explosiveness and teams finally caught on. Maybe. But I remember that rookie year. And a lot of times you'd watch Steelers games and you'd be like, wow, man, look at Chase Claypool. So, can you find a way to get back to that? They need a lot more than just Chase Claypool, too, in that that wide receiver room. Let's face it. That room is disastrous. And it's got to get a lot better. This passing offense has to join the modern era, or else they're never going to be any good. Randy's in
2: Seattle. What's up, Randy? Hello, boys. How are you, Bill? So, your uh, caller from Elmwood Park kind of hit a bit on the head as far as... And I totally agree with you, about putting the word out that you might be looking at a quarterback... But for two reasons, and one that he said was uh, you get five years of control over a rookie that you draft. But tie that in with the fact that even if Ryan Poles does all the right things, um, it's going to take a couple of years to get that offensive line where you want it. And at that point in time, you got a year left with Justin Fields, but you'd have three years left with you know a, a rookie quarterback if they love, that's contingent on if they love one of these guys coming out of college. If that no problem. Move on. Trade to pick. Yeah.
1: I think that's exactly the way they attack this thing, Randy. You're right. If they believe in Justin, they shouldn't tip their hand anyway. We've already discussed that. Uh, this is an automatic, like, you're backing out of that spot and you're getting picks. And you're adding to your draft capital.
3: It's the one thing that nobody wants to talk about. Those are the development of players. They don't want to talk about the development of number 70. Did you like Braxton it Jones. at times? Listen, I thought that the season extended to the point where he became uncomfortable at the tackle position. Because he's never played that long before. But I was with Earl Dotson when Earl Dotson couldn't play a lick. And they were patient with him and they waited on him. Mm. Okay? At least this kid was in there. He was in the fray. He was making things happen. Okay, There's the development that happens. I was with Richmond Webb. And I was with Keith Sims when they're both drafted in the first and second round in 1990, and I watched them make mistakes over and over again until they developed as a tandem next to each other on the left side of that Miami offensive line. Richmond White was when, pretty good too. Yeah, well, we, Richmond was damn good. Was yes, good. as with Keith, uh, Keith Sims, they paid one, they couldn't pay the other, right. and he ended up going, landing a big contract and moving someplace else. I, the, the point is though that. There is development that happens. Um, Guys are better in their second year and are better in their third year. So you've got to account for some development, especially when you have better players around you, if that's what they're going to do in the free agency game. If I'm not mistaken, Yerk, the one player on
1: offense to play every snap this year was Braxton Jones. He played over 1,000 snaps. He was the only guy. So uh, I know you don't always love PFF. I, I will say no, fire it, when though. you look at the grades, it's, you know, it often lines up to what you'd expect. Right. So the Bears had two offensive linemen finish inside the top 20 in player grades this year at their position. You could probably guess the two players. Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins finished, you ready? Third. Yes. yes. Now Tevin Jenkins only played 576 snaps. Tevin Jenkins was Pro Football Focus's third rated guard this year. Chris Lindstrom, the kid who's really blossomed in Atlanta, was one, and it won't surprise anybody to find out that Joel Batonio from Cleveland is number two. Yes, They're one and two. Tevin Jenkins was their third highest player graded. um, Tevin's grade was 80.7. Lindstrom's was 95, while Batonio's was 86.1. We know the issues with Tevin Jenkins, and we'll get into that, I guess, as the offseason goes. The kid can play. Right. Does he want to be on the field playing? That's the the problem.
3: The kid can flat out play. That's the dilemma. Can he play through –
1: being uncomfortable right the only other bear inside the top 20 at his position was braxton jones he finished 19th among amongst tackles here. he had a 75.4 grade he was the only bears lineman like i said to play every snap 1033 you know a lot of people think the Bears should target orlando brown jr who is playing on the franchise tag in kansas city i didn't think orlando brown jr had a particularly strong year we've talked about that on this show where do they have him in those rankings? 18th. Yeah. One spot ahead of Braxton Jones. Yeah. He finished with a player grade of 75.8, and he's going to get paid this offseason. But to your point about Braxton Jones, like, are they and can they continue to develop this player? And they might have found a very useful, valuable player. Maybe he ends up playing on the right side and they do draft a stud left tackle. I don't know. But they might have found a useful fifth-round pick in Braxton Jones, who the maybe the best thing you could say about him is, in a year of uh, like injury and uncertainty on their offense, the
3: kid played every snap. Yep, and he's got a year to develop. Now in offseason, he understands it now. He can get stronger. He can get quicker. I like it. Yeah. It's I, good to hear you say I, I like
1: that it. about him, Yeah, it's positive, and I like that. Is right. Let's go to Steve in Indiana on ESPN 1000. Hey, Steve.
0: us. Hey, God bless. Love you, Smith. I knew it was going to happen. I was so happy. Anyway, the reason I called today is um, – Talking about Ryan Pohl's uh, next pressure that he has. You know, the, the question is going to come up of Justin Fields is he your guy? And I, I think, right, I think Pohl should just be like, yeah, you know, this is a passing league. Let him sit on it for a couple seconds and marinate. What good, you know, what are you good at? And then, you know, and then just leave it everything's on the table after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and then, um, go, ahead, so. go ahead.
0: You first. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, anyway, you guys were talking about the Colts. You know, and I, I know a lot about the Colts because I'm down here and stuff. And um, I don't think Ballard's going to be there. You know, oh, yeah, really? The whispers yeah, you know, are whispers already didn't starting? Ballard did just Saturday. Jim Irsay did. You well, know, they brought him from way back. They You know, they brought him back in because he wants, he wants Saturday to come in and evaluate Ballard and the whole culture. That's why they got Saturday. He wanted somebody to disrupt.
1: Wow, that's a, that, what a weird Steve. Thanks, but what a weird thing they have going on there. You're, you're bringing a coach midway through the season from the from the TV booth that because you think maybe he's going to evaluate the GM for. He's not even been in. Right. It, he's got to evaluate crazy. the whole culture and atmosphere. The whole thing's weird. So you think he's staying? Could Jeff Saturday possibly be staying? What a crazy! I can't imagine. They, they got their own problems. It'd be interesting if Ballard in there. I don't know what kind of wholesale changes Jim Merce is looking to make. 3123323776. Ring us up air fans. You know, 3 and 14 stinks, but uh rebuilds can be painful and they can look ugly at the start. Hopefully a couple years from now, it's all worth it. And it starts right now with more money than anybody else to spend in free agency, but even more importantly than that, the number 1 overall pick. That's the reward for going 3 and 14. It's Carmen and Yurko, we'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no,
0: no.
4: This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.
1: No. Live on Twitch today and every day, live in the old National Bank, State Street Studios. You can watch us by uh, downloading the Twitch app or just go to twitch.tv and join the chat there. Waddle and Sylvie will be down at 2 o'clock, we'll crosstalk with the guys. Recapping Bears 2022. Painful season, but the reward is the first overall pick in April's draft. And uh, you got the uh, Senior Bowl coming up, the East-West Shrine game, right? All the uh, all the fun for scouting the college players here in the next few weeks. They'll go to the Combine next month in Indy. The Shriners game, I believe. Yes.
3: Hawaii, the Hula Bowl. The Hula Bowl I think they, they still out go there. out there. Do they there. still do
1: that one? I think
3: so. Yeah, they go out there. Start the process. They of. want to evaluate people. You know, it's coaches get a chance to get out there. Hey, tonight. And look at guys. You know, a couple guys that could be targets of the Bears. You've
1: mentioned Quentin Johnston playing in the game tonight. Jalen Carter, obviously, who I did not think played as well as he has recently in the game against Ohio State. We'll see how disruptive Let's he is. see if he pops tonight and see how yeah. disruptive he is. You don't want to you know, put too much into just one data point. I get it, but yeah, on a big stage, game. let's see how he plays tonight. Right. Against TCU, so one guy to circle potentially and watch, uh, especially close for tonight's game, or maybe those two guys to watch, especially close for There's tonight's
3: There's three game. edge guys like in the first seven. You got the uh, edge guy Will Anderson. Anderson. You got the edge guy from Tennessee. Somebody already did a mock. Yeah, it was uh, well,
1: yeah, the mocks are out there, Carl. Well, but I mean, somebody like even already started throwing out trades. Like someone already had a trade where the Bears moved back.
3: Okay. Uh, oh, gosh, yeah. So corner. I saw it? quarterbacks going at one, three, and five. Right. Yeah. Then I saw Will Anderson being taken at one. I, but the point is there's other edge rushers in their six five, six six range. Uh Will Anderson's in the six four range. So Yes. You know, there's other guys that can come off the corner. I think Will Anderson had the most sacks. I believe he did. Yeah, as far as those three of that three. And uh, he had ten, I think seven and six were the other two guys. So But gimme a guy that's used to get into the quarterback. That's what I want. I mean the Bears were really, really bad in both
1: areas they couldn't really protect their quarterback they gave up the most sacks and they finished with 20 sacks on the year york which uh they were right there with atlanta battling out for the fewest in the league yeah i'll double check the updated standings after yesterday like when 20 you, and
3: 17 f- games like when you, yeah when you're you in the, how many their defensive line had carm so you had 20 sacks total how much did the defensive line have the way you're
1: asking that. All right, let's say before he got traded, Roquan maybe had like four. three. He okay, had three. I'm going to say four. I'm going to tell you three. exactly what he had. Three. Brisker probably had another three or so. I'm going to say they had nine. Nine and a half. Nine and a half.
3: Nine and a half sacks. How of your defensive line? That's not. That's good. not good. And it's just not like good. the
1: pressure rate was yeah. really low all year. Like when you can't get the other quarterback and you can't protect yours, you have no chance in this yeah. league. Forget about it. So. Those are two areas they really have to clean up, and they need impact player. They need need some studs on that defense. They need
3: guys can get to the quarterback. Yes, they do. They absolutely do. Saw Hutchinson in Houston yesterday for Detroit. Oh, boy, I tell you. Right? They got them both last year in the draft. Yes. Both last year in the draft. That's what they did.
1: Hutchinson put together a pretty nice rookie campaign. Look
3: what Houston did in the limited amount of time that he's played. He's played six, seven games, eight games. Man. Uh, Hurt early in the season. He's been able to come back and really became a little bit of a godsend for them. It's
1: pretty unbelievable. Yeah, you need you need some guys like that. Let's go to James in Antioch. What's up,
2: James? James! Afternoon, afternoon fellas. Give me a second here. Kind of kind of got a lot to run through. Sure. You, you look at who's going to be drafting in the first, let's say, 11 picks. You have Texans. You have uh, Indian. You have Tennessee. All need quarterbacks. There's also a smattering of other teams that need quarterbacks as well. You have a lot of leverage to get Texans to trade up to number one. You might be able to get both of their first-round picks. If that's the case, you still can trade that number two pick to either Indy or somebody else. And if it is to Indy, let's say you get that lucky, you're still sitting at four where you're taking either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. Or if you don't like either of those guys or somebody comes up and offers you a bevy of players for number four, because there's still five teams behind you that need a quarterback in the top 11 or I think four teams more. You could trade back down a couple more picks, pick up multiple future first round picks, and still have two first round picks in the top 12. Mm-hmm. That's enough to get your offensive tackle or offensive lineman that you need, as well as one of those wide receivers or even a nice defensive lineman or, or edge rusher. That is truly so the a, best, yeah, that's the best
3: of, case scenario.
2: There's that, a lot there. And like I said, nobody's talking about the fact that they can double dip on oh this yeah? because wow. you, can, you can pit three teams in the same division that all need quarterbacks against each other.
1: Yeah, no, and I, and James, you're right. Jericho mentioned it early on. There's nothing to say that you can't move
3: from one to oh, two yeah. and then back out of there again, or right. one to four and back out no, of there. go to again. one, two, and then go to three. I feel that's the perfect scenario. Right. I mean, that's an act of God right there helping
1: you out. Um, you're not kidding about uh, Hutchinson and Houston. And Houston did only play seven games, Jericho. Yeah. I mean, uh, how many sacks? They had 17 and a half sacks between the two of them. Between the two of them. Yeah. It's pretty good. They ended up with 26 quarterback hits the two of them. It's pretty good, you know, for two young rookies. Yeah. Um you, that that you, that's how you try to go out and you, you find those impact guys. And look, James, Houston was drafted late, obviously. 5th round. Uh 5th or 6th round even. Yeah. yeah. He was late. He was 6th round, 217th overall. Out of Florida State. So, yeah, go find a couple of your guys. you got to be a lot better in that area, man, next year
3: or else, uh, again, you're just going to have no chance. They could well, not the, pressure the quarterback the, the, at all. The, the, the possibilities are, are endless, what you can do and who you can get. Hey, you just have to get the right people. That's it. Don't screw it and up. And then you have to have the right philosophy where you're at. The motto of
1: the offseason, Yurko, is don't screw it yeah, up. don't screw it Ryan up. Ryan Poles, don't screw it up. Don't That's screw it. it up. It's as simple as that. Dave's in Whiting on ESPN 1000. Hey, Dave.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Good good afternoon. I'm sorry. Good afternoon. It's all good. So uh, I got a little mock draft I got going on with oh. my friend. And um, this is what I got going on. And I, I uh, let them hear it out last night, but uh, they liked it. So uh, I'm going to trade the number one pick to the Las Vegas Raiders in exchange for Devontae Adams, their number seven pick. And with the seventh pick, I'm going to take that offensive lineman from Northwestern Northwestern, and with the cap space. Let me get Fletcher Cox or Payne from the commander. Right, I like Payne
1: a lot more than Fletcher yeah, Cox at I, this. I point. think you like Payne yeah. more than Cox oh, too. Fletcher Cox is starting and to show his Adam,
2: age. With Adams, just sign him a two-year deal. Deal that will entrench him with
1: Fields. Well, with he already signed. Yeah, Adams has a deal. Devonta Adams oh. has a
3: deal. Yeah, no, well, he's you, got, you got you a deal. Trade that number one pick. You'd be inheriting. You'd be inheriting you'd that be contract. Inheriting,
2: right. Will hey, inherit his contract. We've Carmen. Got the cap hey,
3: Carmen has always had a penchant for Cox. Yes, thank okay. you, Dave. For a long time now, uh, I but, like Fletcher I Cox. But. He's a little bit long in the tooth now. I agree. I think. Yeah, he's... I don't think the impact is uh, there, you know, as much as say uh, Sue in his later years. Yeah, I think Sue was a very destructive force inside. Although you know, he still had 14 quarterback hits this year. Still had seven sacks, 14 quarterback
1: hits, seven sacks.
3: Leonard Floyd had eight sacks this year. Yeah. Okay, Leonard Floyd can't rush the passer.
1: Yeah, but Fletcher Cox is going to be 33 this year. I don't know. Yeah, he's, I'm he's not cool. in a row. Ron Payne, yeah. Yeah, Payne he's is the guy that you Young like. kid.
3: Yeah. you know, you'll- Carmen's leaving Cox alone now. There's- he's he's got to stay with Philadelphia. You're like a child. You're well, like I don't a- even know what you're talking you're, about. You're, you're like he stays school. with Philly. I think they want to sign him again. You're like a high school kid.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, their, their options to hit home runs in free agency yeah. are going to be more uh, away from wide receiver and probably O-line. I know people are going to go nuts for Orlando I'm, I'm Brown. I'm not though, as high.
3: I'm, I'm glad you pointed out uh, the PFF thing for yeah. what's-his-name. Not that that's the be-all, end-all. But it helps. I also wanted people to hear then what uh, Orlando Brown Jr. was yeah. with Kansas City Chiefs. because You're paying one guy $16 million. $16.6 million, Probably up to twenty, And you're paying, paying what? I so mean, you're, you're, not paying, paying, uh, you're paying Bryson Jones, I don't know, Bryson what's the uh, fifth-round pick, Eric. What are you paying? Yeah, you're paying like $700,000, <laughs> you know, $800,000. <laughs> I mean, what do
1: you think? I, I, I is mean, Orlando around that much better? It'd be different if you were point. getting Trent Williams. Yes. Okay? Yes. You know, if you were getting, uh, we could go through, uh, if you're getting the kid who got, he got hurt, unfortunately. If you're getting Rashawn Slater, I mean, what a yes. bargain he is because he's on a rookie deal. If you're getting someone like that, um, okay, you know, I understand it, but. Yes. I don't know if I. I, I kind of like the savings of seven hundred
3: million to uh, excuse me, uh, seven hundred thousand to the, twenty million. When all the picks that you're getting, you can go give me some young uh, guards mm. and a right tackle because you really need a right tackle. When well, just think if you could start loading up like on those sec by doing this, Load
1: you up can always start rounders, like those second third and third rounders, round picks, yeah.
3: and you really start hitting on those guys. Well, and if you take a look at Jacksonville did last off season, they got their two wide receivers, they got a tight end, right? Mm-hmm. So Kirk. Zay Jones, Evan Engram, 2,700 yards of offense, 2,700 yards of offense, and I think you got uh, 8, 5, 4, you got 17 touchdowns out of that group. Wow. But they all came from outside the building. Yes. In one offseason. And and nobody looked at them and said, God, these guys are superstars. And two of the guys, you didn't pay like superstars. You just paid a, okay, you had to pay a little bit of a premium because that's what you have to do in free agency. Mm -hmm. Kirk got paid. $18 18 million a year. Yeah, probably
1: too yeah, much, but he still had a
3: good year for them. But he's the guy that got paid. He had 1,100 yards. Yeah, eight touchdowns. Pretty good year. a yeah, pretty damn good year. It is. And Trevor Lawrence got to have somebody that he can count on out there. And he threw him a touchdown pass on Friday. What was that? Saturday and night. He did. Yes. So the the point is, in five of their draft choices from 2021, are starting. Mm, there you go. Uh, Travis Etienne uh, Lawrence. Again. You got the defensive back that's playing. As the safety starter? Yeah. I mean, they got five guys from that draft that are starters on that team. There you go. That's how you
1: become better. Right there. That's the key. Or do it like the Lions. I mean, the Lions hit. Well, you look at their last two drafts. Yeah. We talked about the yeah. pass rushers. the same them. Brown. Remember,
3: they criticized them, too, though. Oh, man, look at this. They did. They criticized them. They built their lines. They did. Panay Sewell. A yeah. Ago. Think they, about it. They built their
1: lines. Panay Sewell had a top-ten player grade this year. Yeah on the right side, so there you go. Sewell,
3: who's that beast in the middle that they had yesterday? Who Detroit? Yeah, when defense or offense? Defense. Oh yeah, I, I know Dude. who you're talking about. Yeah, he's a monster. Everybody kept ping ponging off the guy. You know, um, fifty two. I want to say he was a monster in that? the middle, just monstrous of an individual. I know. What did you that, think of
0: that
1: last night? Are you surprised the, uh, the, the Rodgers doesn't I, look as uh, he he doesn't look Carmen, as comfortable in
3: the cold anymore. When Am I, crazy? I When I play with the Green Bay Packers, they were invincible under thirty two degrees. I know. in Lambeau Field, the first flaw in the system or the flu, first uh, problem that you had was the Atlanta Falcons in two thousand and one. They came up there at the pro mm. season after the 0-1 campaign. They went up there, and they handled the cold. And Michael Vick handled the weather, and he handled the Green Bay Packers, and they lost. Then a couple years later, the New York Giants went in there in the NFC Championship game, Mm -hmm. and they beat them. They are no longer invincible at home in January, where once they were invincible forever. Mm. They never lost when it was below 32 degrees. I, I, now he lose all the time. And he didn't look all that. And golf looked really uncomfortable in the first half, but he hates the cold. We know that. And he, maybe it was Favre that never lost when it was 32 degrees or below. He might have lost one and, of those. And then he lost that playoff game against the uh, Vikings. The, uh, yeah. Then yeah. he lost to the playoff games when it was snowing yeah. to the uh, New York Giants. So my point is once they became uh, somebody beat him. They were no longer invincible. no longer invincible.
1: Yeah. Is a good way to put it. Aleem McNeil is a kid we were thinking about from yesterday. I th- yeah, I think that's who we were both thinking yeah. about. Number fifty four. Yeah, um, for the Lions. Yeah, like he seemed like he was everywhere all of yeah. a
3: sudden last night. You're right. They're just pink. they po- just bouncing <laughs> but off. But of that's them. what you got to do. You got to have. Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, John Henderson. Remember the video of the I trainer for the Henderson. Jacksonville Jaguars. The little skinny kid slapping John Henderson in the no. face. You've never seen that video. Never. That's how he used to prepare for it. It Was a little Joey Sheehan was the trainer, really? and he'd go, "Come on, Joe, you can hit me harder than that." He's like raging bull. Yeah, and then Joe would smack him across the face, and he goes, "That's what I'm talking about, Joe." What did he mean to face? And then he, yeah, then he's walking out <laughs> you know, to, to the awesome. stadium. That's great. I I mean, that's what that. you need. You need a monster. You need a 6'5 monster of a man that de- demands double teams. 6'2", for him. McNeil. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big. He look like yeah. a beefy boy. Oh, beefy boy.
1: <laughs> he beefy. But it looks like he had his SpaghettiOs. We'll take some more of your Bears calls coming up. Cross Talk in 30. We'll be right
4: back. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN ESPN Chicago.
1: We're already looking at mock drafts. Chan 8, Chan 9, sorry. Mock drafts, yes, we're going to go through a lot of them. Lots and lots. I think Yurko's going to have to start doing mock drafts this off season. the Bears' pick. We're already ahead of
3: it. Already ahead of it. You heard what the, the the plan was? We put the current roster up there as they get rid of guys. Are and you we have do a that? we have a free agent magnetic. You know the magnetic 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 board. Harm. Where are we getting? all the things? Same place we got our little board at. Should we just invest in one? Should I like we're go on Amazon? To, and we're gonna just, have to invest in one. Yeah, so what, like a big whiteboard. You're would cost? gonna have to go on Amazon because I don't have Amazon. All right, maybe I'll check into an Amazon. Account. Even though I got a pair of Hey <laughs> Jake, dudes Jake's the other day. A,
1: Jake's like, what? Well, hey.
3: You he does not have Amazon. Yeah, I don't have, any, even you have Amazon. Even though my daughter, my daughter had got me a pair of Hey dudes the other day. What are Hey dudes? shoes. Are? Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. Hey dude. Hey dude. You'll what? like them. Yeah, they're for the summer. I'm going to Florida next week. I know. So. Not this week, but next week. Yeah, you guys remembering your brother? It's been 10 years since today. 10 years today since Merck passed? 10 years today since my brother passed away. Yeah. So we got a group of 15, including two guys that he played with. That's awesome. Um, We're going down to Florida, staying at the Hard Rock down there in Hollywood. Good for you guys. And uh, we got a couple courses we're going to play, including the country club now that uh, Caddyshack was filmed at. Really? Yeah. It used to be called Rolling Hills Golf Course. Yeah. Now it's become a country club, so we got a guy down there. We're getting on so we're going to have a good time. I like these shoes. I don't know if I like that they say "Hey dude"
1: across the toe. They don't matter to me. No, but they're nice. They look nice. Those yeah. are deck shoes. It's you're right. deck shoe. Those Those are boat shoes. That's what I'm looking for.
3: Boat shoes. It's you are bringing your for. cabana wear down to Florida. I'm bringing my I'm cabana for. wear. I'm so yeah. jealous.
1: Don't be jealous. Damn. Don't be jealous. <laughs> you guys are going to have a blast. Uh, let's see. Where should we go? Who's been waiting the longest? Oh boy. I think Mark and bowling Mark. Mark, what's up, buddy?
0: Mark. Oh, hey guys. How's it going? Good man. What's up? The great show you guys got here. Yeah, you know, I just Thank want you. to say I've never been so optimistic about an upcoming Bears season, so I'm pretty excited about things and where we're heading. But first I wanted to say I don't think Houston's trading with us. I think it's a coin flip for the top two quarterbacks, so I'm sure they'll probably be happy to take either one. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to happen or not. you got to convince. got
3: to convince one of the other teams. I be guess. careful when you say yeah. that because everybody thought it was a coin flip between or there's a clear number one with Mitch Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And obviously, over the course of time, it's been proven there was not a coin flip. One I mean, guy was get- the best of all of them, mm. and he's clearly the best of all of them. Yes.
0: Do you think there's a clear number one this year, Then.
3: Well, that's what uh, Ryan Poles has got to do a good job of convincing the world. I'm not yeah. so sure there is one, Mark. No. But that's I mean, not I mean, his I, job. I like- it's not his job, though. And people just need to think that there's a demand for people wanting to move up into the first
1: slot. Bryce Young's fun, but man, when we say he's small, like, do you realize what kind of an all-time outlier he would be if he succeeded in the NFL? I'm talking yeah. all-time, guys. He Bigsby had a note in his column. I think since 2000, only three quarterbacks that are 210 pounds or lighter have been drafted into the NFL. They are Johnny Manziel. Um, Let me see if I can remember now. It's Manziel, Vic, and who would the third have been? Who's another small quarterback? Kyler Murray, right? Oh, Kyler Murray. Thank you. Each one of them was still, like, over 197 pounds, I think. Do you know what they're clocking Bryce Young at? 190. Like, he'd be an all-time outlier, you guys. Mark, thanks for the call, buddy. I mean, like... Six feet one ninety playing NFL playing quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't know, Yerk. I mean, and I don't want to just like discard a guy based on measurables. But could you bring yourself to pulling the trigger, number one overall, oh, on, a kid I, was, on a quarterback to, who's one hundred ninety? I'd have to
3: physically look at him. I'd have to see if he was a thicker player. He doesn't look like a he's thicker not, player. He's just small. He doesn't look like a thicker player when I look at pictures. He's small. But I'd have to. I, my guy Luka Modric is small. And they thought they would knock wow. him around the EPL, but they never knocked him around the EPL, Karm. Yeah, I mean, they, small. But sometimes I mean, can he play big? That's what I ask. I know it's not as physical, but it is physical. So, I mean, this, you got pads on, you got this on. If Bryce Young is a runner, he's not I'm asking really. you, he's a thrower? Yeah, he throw. I mean, he's. It, it, it's a little a bit easier. How big was Fran Tarkington? You know, Good everybody question. says this, but that, Fran Tarkington wasn't a big guy. That's, that's he true. Ran, he ran forever and found a way to get things done.
1: Boy, it's just, I mean, not, not many. Fran was 6 feet, 190 pounds. Right. So there you go. He, yeah. ran,
3: he ran all over the world. Now, Fran's last year in the NFL was way.
1: 1978. He was.
3: I know. I know. But he played a lot of years. He, he wasn't like made he only the played Hall of Fame. Years.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and look, obviously Steve Young made the Hall of Fame, and I think we'd all agree but you'd put him in the category of a smaller quarterback. But even Steve Young. In fairness, Steve Young weighed 215 pounds, yeah, and was over six feet tall. So this guy, the Tarkington one's interesting. That's the body type: six feet, 190 pounds. That's Bryce Young. Can he? You know, he'd really be one of those big all-time outliers. So I don't know. And then Will Levis is the monster, but is he as good? I, yeah, I don't have to make those types of decisions. I, I can offer some little bit of an opinion on it, but. I'd be scared off of a guy as, as small as Bryce Young. How That's big is C.J. Me. Stroud? C.J.'s measurables are, I mean, he's bigger than Bryce Young. Uh, let me get you a height and weight real quick on C.J. Hold on. C.J. Stroud, height and weight. Big man? No, I mean, I wouldn't say C.J.'s big, but he's 6'3", 218. He's big enough. Yeah, and then Will long. Levis is the monster. 6'4", 240. You know, right, he's the right. Justin Herbert, uh, Josh Allen. He's not even, maybe not quite as big as those guys, but he's he's the beast of the group. All right, we're to next? Let's go to Kevin in Oakbrook. Hey, Kevin.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing? You good. Oh, What's good? up? What's up? I want to get uh, Yurko's take, Carm. I think you'll appreciate the question. Um, if you remember uh, right before Pace, Pace and Nagy's last season, they asked George uh, what positives he took out of the, of the previous season. He said he was most proud of the six-game losing streak. So I'm wondering how proud he must be today uh, after a 10, 10 game losing streak. <laughs> oh I'm man, sure he's, he's, he's swelling a, with pride over yeah. there in yeah. Hall. He's it's like the question, cock of Kevin. the walk
3: up there. You should see him. <laughs> Kevin, thanks. The barnyard pimp. <laughs> oh god, I'm really proud about these ten games we Listen, put together. Uh, that we lost if, every single one of them. If
1: they hire Kevin Warren, if they get this, if they close on this property at Arlington Heights. If they do it right here in the draft, mm-hmm. maybe sign a big free agent too. Like things could look up
3: real quick, guys. By that's the way, it. I think they still owe about they still owe about eight hundred million on the uh, Soldier Field. By the way, yeah, still owe that kind oh, of money. Don't forget, they're not the bonds still haven't been paid oh, off. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: jeez, you still got to pay that you off. Pay that off, yeah,
3: before you start this basically a renovation that's going to cost as much as the renovation cost back then. Yeah, it basically is. Like, are you saying they still owe the bonds of what basically yes. the rent <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they haven't paid them all off. Mark's and Barrington. Yes. <laughs> I may not have the right figure, but
1: yes. This is oh, your wow. answer. Mark's and Barrington. What's up, Mark?
3: Yeah, hey, you guys got like, – today's a great day for the Bears getting the number one pick, but I imagine in the next week or two you guys are going to get bored with
1: everybody calling with their draft pick uh, analysis. And, I know. Well. Next, we got months I, of it. I don't <laughs> mind. I
3: got Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson coming to town. So yeah, you we are going to have
2: a Pro Bowl team before you guys even know it. Yeah, I love it. Um, I was calling because I guess the Cardinals are requesting to speak with assistant GM Uh, Ian Cunningham. So, what is his role with the
1: Bears, and what does that mean or
2: do, or Titans too? Bears at all?
1: I believe the Titans too, if I'm not mistaken, Mark. I think both.
3: They haven't done anything yet. What the hell are they calling the Bears front office for? Well, they haven't done anything yet.
1: This this guy's this guy comes with the track record, though, right? I mean, he was in wasn't he in Philly? I think he's pretty. I think he's held in pretty high regard. So, I don't think it's shocking. Um, You have at least the Cardinals. And the Titans, and there could be more. What other GM spots am I missing that might become open? I don't know, Yurk, off the top of my head. Uh, because remember, the Titans fired the GM uh, in the middle of the season. So, yeah, both. I, I don't know, Mark. I, I don't think I could give you a great answer. Someone who, maybe Courtney could answer it a little bit better. Somebody who's more up there all the time, a little bit more plugged into uh, what the structure is like within that front office Um, you know do you like to lose good people no you don't I think Ian Cunningham again is held in very high regard around the league, and so I don't think it's a surprise that some people are asking and uh, the Bears you know can't find themselves in a position to even block that right here because it would be a jump up. They can't block those. The, they can block the lateral moves, but not that. Right. The, and
3: then you can go the, ahead and do something with a coach. But I don't think you can do it with front office guy. Yeah. And uh, Cunningham got his start with the uh, Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Browns. And then wasn't he in Philly? with do I Ozzie have that right? Yeah, he may have gone. But he talks a lot about Ozzie Newsome in the air. And then he, oh, rose up he, with the with yeah, he rose up with the Ravens. That's where he was with. Okay, so maybe From I had From 13 it wrong. to 16. Then he's the next five years with the Eagles. Okay, so. Th- director yeah. of college scouting, 17 and 18. To assistant director of player personnel. To director of player personnel. So think about who he's been with. Yeah.
1: You know, Yurko just rattled off a few yeah. of those franchises and a few of the people he's worked directly under. I, I think that's why he's oh, been considered well, a rising well,
3: star. Well, no wonder. Here's the ultimate stamp. And John Greenberg's involved here. Oh, because he's an so, Ohio guy. So if right? John Greenberg's involved, you know if this it, has got to be true. In July 2020, when he's 35 years old, Cunningham was included by The Athletic on a list oh, of 40 individuals <laughs> under the age of 40 okay. as rising stars shaping the direction of the NFL. That right. was in The Athletic. Go. It's got to be true because John Greenberg... Has put his stamp of approval on Take it. Take that, Greenberg. Yeah. I, I thought Greenberg. maybe because he was an Ohio guy
1: or something. I or love Greenberg. I love Greenberg. I love Greenberg. You know that. Of yeah. course. You know that. Yes. He's
3: the Greenberg I like.
1: Yeah, I like both Greenbergs, to be honest. I like it better when Blecker and Dalla are doing a little live local program, but I love Mike Greenberg. I like both Greenbergs. 312 332 ESPN. Crosstalk in 15 minutes. We'll grab a few more calls between now and then. We'll yes, right, we will. We'll be right
4: back. You're listening to Garmin and Yerko. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app, Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: The other big news of the offseason could be about the future home of the Bears, Arlington Heights. Now, uh, I think it's called Landmark Group. Is that the name of the developer? I don't, did you see the video? They, I gotta yeah. say, they released a pretty cool video.
3: Yeah, Landmark. I one saw it. One
1: last ditch effort to keep the Bears like a mass transit uh, transportation center
3: well, next that's, to right. the That'd facility be built across the
1: street right. with the bridge going over, right. connecting to the stadium. And then a and then a true domed stadium. Yeah. They and the the rendering of it in this video is pretty cool. And they busted out the one, the only. The Croatian Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Curtis.
3: Yes, right, Bill Kurtic. Bill Kurtic. He shortened his name to Bill Curtis, out of Kansas, by a- the way. As we know him, just Bill Curtis. Yes, who's a sh- who's he's not just a
1: Chicago lad. I mean, he's a national treasure for crying out loud. There's no newsman quite like Bill Curtis. I mean, he's the voice and anchorman for crying out loud. They busted out Bill Curtis, Chicago, the model
3: of a world class city.
2: Yes.
0: A city defined by its iconic architecture
3: and world-renowned civic places. Yes, yeah, places like Soldier Field. <laughs> For nearly a century, it has been the icon on Chicago's lakefront. While other cities have erased these what? landmarks from their urban landscape, Chicago is on the verge of transforming one of our most
0: storied civic assets.
1: Then it goes into this whole like number one, transportation. Number two, two. food and beverage. And it made us think of Prestige.
4: Worldwide. Why? 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 Why?
3: The first <laughs> prestige. word. Prestige worldwide. The first word is security. <laughs> prestige worldwide. Home defense. Home prestige. Defense. Worldwide, Why? Why? Why?
1: investors, Why? Why? could be you. Prestige worldwide, I mean that's with that video I'm watching this morning. I'm like, it's it's Step Brothers. They're doing. In all fairness, the the who's rendering. driving
3: the boat? <laughs> Dad, shut up!
1: Presque- investors, worldwide. you. Why? 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 the first Why? word is security. <laughs> Prestige, Prestige, worldwide. worldwide. <laughs> uh, that's the video. That's, that's truly what it. Did. Yes. Yes. Landmark released the video, so you can find links uh, to it all over the place, and you can check it out for yourself. I, I don't know that they uh, – maybe the Landmark wants to do it anyway, but who, who's going to pay for it? Like, is the city going to pay for, some, for something like that? What well, would it's they the use city's, building it's for? It's the city's property. I know, and what would they use it for without the It's the, the park yeah. district's property. I guess they could do it. More power to them. You can have sporting
3: events in there. You can you do whatever you want. You know, maybe a concert. Concerts Ed sure. and, and Sheeran. You have everybody there. Swifty over there. It Chance does. the rapper. He's in Ghana right now. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Well, the renderings look a lot better than what we have there
1: now. Yeah, because they wouldn't. They would truly enclose the whole thing, and it looked like one side would have a sliding glass partition. So when the weather is nice, it opens up, you know, the north end zone. Yes. So that you
3: could look and face the skyline. Right. The, like, we open up the side where it's usually the most windiest in the winter. Well, I'm saying you have to do it when the weather's nice, smart guy. That's what I just said. You're not doing it now.
1: When the weather's nice in September and October... That whole thing opens, and you look at this. It looked cool. I mean, I got to say, but it it was very prestige worldwide. Prestige. I liked hearing Bill Curtis. Why?
3: why why Chicago deserves prestige
1: worldwide. A world
3: class facility in a world class city. I was waiting here, San Diego. San Diego.
1: Soak it in. It always goes down smooth. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Hey, Detroit Mike's on the line. Nice effort by your Lions last night.
2: Yeah, good work. Oh man, I was fired up, man. I had my 1999 Mike Compton jersey on. Game worn. <laughs> he awesome. blocked for Barry Sanders in that thing. I'll send you. I'll tweet you guys a picture of it. Beautiful. But as a, the guy that was wrecking the middle last night, McNeil had a good game, but it was Isaiah Bugs. Oh, bugs. Bugs, okay. oh, man, yeah.
5: that, that dude, he could have the
2: plugged bugger. the levees in, in, in New Orleans during Katrina last night. That guy was just plugging every single hole. But, yeah, it was a great night, man. And it, uh, did you guys like that little glimpse of uh, the future for the next decade of the um, yeah. NFC North?
1: Right, listen, good luck to you with Jared Goff. You still got to address your quarterback position. But you, got, <laughs> you do. They did it right, though, Mike. I mean, when you and going I have talking, you talked about it with us last week. And thanks for checking in again, buddy. When you start drafting well. When you start drafting Panay Sewells that hit, Naman Ross St. Browns that hit, and Aiden Hutchinson that hits, and uh, the McNeil kid was a draft pick of theirs a year ago, and listen, I saw him wrecking the game a few times, too. I remember it was 50, 54, right, with the long hair. I mean, he he was he was impressive. We're not mistaken. They drafted him in the third round last year. James Houston, as you pointed out, was a six-round pick of theirs. Um we're probably forgetting a few here and there. When you start hitting in the draft, you're, yeah. this is it. Yeah, that's what, that's you what the Bears have to do now. And Detroit flipped it quick. You're right. They were a nine-win team and almost made the playoffs and played hard and balls to the wall last night, even though
3: they were eliminated. Yeah, Bugs is 98, 96, yeah. 96 in the middle. When you start drafting guys that hit, is he another one of their draft picks too? No, but he was no. drafted by Pittsburgh draft in 2019. Pittsburgh. Okay. I, did you see the school? Community no. College.
1: Wow, no kidding. See,
3: I'm telling you, if you can play football, they'll find you. Oh, oh and then he went to Alabama.
1: Too. Okay. So he started wow. off at community college. So he started and at community
3: Alabama. college and went to Alabama. Not bad. Bugs. Yeah. So when you start doing that well, there uh, you go. Adam Abdallah's at home yelling at us, he went to he's Alabama. A,
1: we got to talk to Abdallah this week. He's back home with uh, Whitney and the baby. We got to check in with Abdallah. Maybe we will tomorrow, see how things are going. Oh, I can't wait to chat with him. Hey, Faye's on the north side. What up,
5: Faye? Hi, darling. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Carm. Hi. Hey, oh, hey, oh sexy Yurko. How there, are you, Faye? I'm doing good. i better. I just wanted to ask you guys, where do you think we're going now? I mean,
0: we got the new squad,
5: right? We Wait. got a Justin, right? Yeah. And now it's like, where do we go from here? You know, I, I I watched every game faithfully, and I saw Justin, and I said, "Oh yeah, we got something." And then that guy Poe, got rid of uh, Smith and some, you know, our other guy there on defense. Quinn, and I said, "Oh, Quinn God, yeah,
1: defenses."
5: Right? No, how do you be a bear without defense?
1: Well, you, you know? can't. They have to fix it. Sure, they got a long they got a long way to go. By the way, our guy Bugs is a free a real agent. A
5: long way to go.
1: But you can do it with, with all the draft capital they're going to have the money. and with some money to spend if you find a couple of guys here. And they're Faye, thanks.
3: Um, you, you'll find them. Bugs is nice a free agent.
1: That. Bugs is a free agent? Sign a yeah. one year deal?
3: He's got a one. No, I mean, he's 2021. He's a free agent, it looks like. Mm. 2022, he's done deal right here. Easy peasy. Let's go get the guy. Go get him. Unrestricted free agent 2023. Tomorrow. Give the guy $4
1: million. Tomorrow, the Bears have what twenty three unrestricted free agents. We should look tomorrow and see yeah, who's and worth fine. keeping and uh, who's not. Yeah, a
3: lot of those guys you're saying goodbye to. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of guys saying goodbye to. There'll be some guys you want to keep. We'll look at the list tomorrow. Yeah, and we'll talk about. it. Well, here's again. what's going to happen. They'll sit and they'll float for a couple of months, and then they'll say, "Okay, I got to find an NFL team." And they're like, who wants me? And Then you'll go and you'll make. You'll go to the team. Then you got to make the team. Mm-hmm. you're one of those guys that's got no guaranteed money, no guaranteed contracts. If you make the team, you're going to make your contract. You're your $2.3 million or, you know, you're $1.7 million or whatever it is going to be, like Equiminius. Equiminius, St. Brown. St. Brown 1.25. $1.25 million. But he's got to make the team to make that. Mm. Yeah. it's a good point. I like this, though. I like Bugs.
1: All right, coming Bugs up. Bugs is
3: 26, by the way. Yeah.
1: Coming up next, we are going to crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. And Sylvie's back. He was uh, on vacation last week, so he's going to be playing Fired Up. I know he was happy that the Bears chose not to play Justin Fields. And the Bears have the number one pick. So uh, we'll talk with the guys. They're coming down in just a few. We'll be back in two minutes. Ricky Bobby has the final word.
3: Carmen and Yorko present today's final word.
4: Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth.
3: Today's final word. what? on Carmen and Yuriko.
2: If you
0: ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? That phrase, trademark, not to use yourself to tradition Ricky Bobby.